to the Early Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Rick, and as always, I am joined in studio by my good friend, my co-host, the Craglin to my Adam Warlock. It's Robbie. Yeah, baby. I can't whistle. Can you actually not whistle? Not like under pressure, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm not a, com- I'm not a competent whistler, whistler right. you know what I mean? Okay. I don't think it's a big deal. No, that's, a, that's fine. Fuck you. Children learn to whistle, that's okay. Why am I even here? Such <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. It's a good start. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying, Craglin is in, the worst of the Guardians. In the last movie, he was like the heart and soul of that team. What are you talking about? I love him. What are you talking about? I love Craglin. At what point was he ever the heart and soul of the team? He's just a good dude. Yeah, that's fine. You can still be the good, a good dude and be the worst guardian. Yeah, but it's like, you know, put him with a bunch of A-tiers. Yeah. Being a C is nothing to laugh at. Yeah, but still the worst. And he does a little, he does a bit of madness in the movie. A little yeah. bit. And has to bit. get saved by a dog. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Are you going to say that Cosmo is just a dog? No, nah, Cosmo's great. Exactly. I love Cosmo. Shut up, you <laughs> Well, again, I would ask you how you're doing, but this is our second episode of recording today. We're doing it back-to-back again. I mean, you can still ask me. I'm doing okay. Um, Has anything changed since the last recording? I've tried another shit drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was, I was thinking about that before we started recording. I was like, do we even do the cocktail corner? Because that was fucking awful. I mean, we tried one. We tried one. Yeah. Again, another recipe that I found online. I don't even know. Like, I, don't, I honestly don't even know what was wrong with this one. Let's see. All right, cocktail corner. Here we are. I don't know what was wrong with this drink because there wasn't anything in that that should have been bad. Maybe like, alcohol is bad. Maybe something's gone wrong. Something's gone off. Let me check expiration dates. I mean, first of all, Rick had off eggs in his fridge for fun. I mean, I wouldn't say for fun. I would say for laziness. Off for a month, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's got to be for fun. I can't. Because <laughs> also, you had new eggs on top of it. What enjoyment do you think I'm getting out of this? I have no idea. <laughs> no, I didn't even say it was you. It could have been your wife. You think I'm like. Because you confronted her, you told her about it, and she's like, I know. <laughs> Address the fact that there were old eggs in the fridge. She's like, I know that they're there. Yeah. I know that they're supposed to be in the bin. You know, like acting like we're opening up the fridge door and like, <laughs> off eggs. I can confirm I've watched Rick open the fridge and go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It was bad. Anyway, this drink was bad. I didn't like, it was supposed to At be. At first I was like, oh, this is good. But I think I just got mostly the foam. Yeah. Which was just like grenadine and egg. Yeah. I mean, by the way, <laughs> I could do that. Yeah. I mean, that's just sugar, basically. It's a meringue. Yeah. I like it. But then I got the drink. The drink itself. No, thank you. Yeah. I had a sip and I was like, oh, this is like burnt caramel. And then it was just like awful. Just the worst. You good? I'm good. I just didn't want to be fucking with the packet. Do you want one? No, I'm good. That's fine. Whatever, man. Yeah. Robbie's eating out jelly snakes while we're recording, which is very unprofessional. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's my second episode today. I don't care anymore. <laughs> All I wanted was a good drink. (laughs) I tried, man. I even like, I didn't even make these recipes myself. 
I tried. I used other people's. Yeah, exactly. You're always complaining how I do it. I feel like the ones that I make have been more drinkable than these ones. Two. Two episodes in a row. They've been... All right. You know what? You're going to make the next one. I'm going to make the next one. I don't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) You say that, but I don't believe you. If you can tell me while I'm away at work what the episode is going to be on, I'll make the next one. Okay. Because that way I can be like, you know, figure out what kind of cocktail I need. Yeah. What ingredients you need. I'm thinking rum and coke. (laughs) Regardless of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's classic. It goes everywhere. It goes with everything. It's like black pants. It goes with everything. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. That's enough talking about shitty drinks. Let's talk about what we're here for. Shitty movies. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Fucking love this movie. Yeah, we are here to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The end of the trilogy. The end of the trilogy. Arguably the best superhero trilogy ever made. I would agree. I, I, I would... I don't know if I'd put it above Avengers. Yeah, it's I'd, tough. Like I'd say top three trilogies. Avengers. Is Avengers, is Avengers even, uh, it's not even a trilogy. There's four of them. Yeah, quadrilogy. So it's not, it's not, it doesn't even qualify. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Batman. There we go. <laughs> Batman and Guardians. So yeah. best Marvel would oh, be. Oh, yeah. Of the MCU. Of yeah. the MCU, Guardians of the Galaxy, best trilogy. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this before, but like you put it up with... Iron Man. It's uh, none of the other trilogies are consistent enough. No, you and I, mean? I would say Captain America is probably the next best, but I don't think any of the Captain Americas, maybe Winter Soldier, in terms of quality, might come up with like one of the Guardians of the Galaxies. But I feel like Winter Soldier beats Guardians Two, but Civil War might only just lose to Guardians 2. Yeah. But Guardians 1 and Guardians 3 just curbs dump. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of Yeah. It. I mean, we're, we're probably giving away a lot of our uh, our thoughts and ratings and whatever. Who pretty cares, e- man? Pretty early here. Who cares? But this is a fucking good movie. You make a good movie, you get a good review, okay? <laughs> That's how it goes. <laughs> Which is very nice to uh, to have back in the MCU because, I mean, we've, we talk, we've talked a bit about, obviously, Phase 4 being mid- we both enjoyed Quantumania. Like, wouldn't say that it was the best movie by any stretch, but it was fun. It was fun enough. Yeah, exactly. It was enjoyable enough, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is like- It's good. Yeah. This is just, this is just a straight up good movie. Uh, I said this to you just before we started recording. I was on the brink of tears for about 80% of the movie. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll dial it back to 70 yeah, but for like a good portion of this movie, I was like, I feel like I'm about to fucking cry. Yeah, because the whole time I was like, I'm gonna kill Rock. <laughs> and then for a moment, I thought Drax was gonna die. Yeah, and anytime it was Baby Rocket, I just wanted to bore yeah. eyes out. Yeah, I would say this for movie about- put me through too much. Yeah, I want to say this like. Um, emotionally just I'm, like I can feel my eyes watering thinking about it and I don't like that but it's just, just a testament to how well this movie was written yeah yeah 
And well done to James Gunn to see off the MCU in such high fashion, well, sir. I mean, good job. Praise to you. Before we get into the whole, you know, talking about the actual movie itself and everything, I guess we can take a couple of minutes to talk about James Gunn, who is now leaving the MCU to go helm the DCEU. He's going to be DC's Kevin Feige. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that, like, if you're, <laughs> if you're doing your, like, your swan song, you're like, this is what I can do. And I want to get people hyped to come watch my DC universe. This is a pretty good way to do it. Oh, for sure. Because he did not miss no. the entire time that he was within the MCU. No, not at all. He nailed all three of the Guardians movies. And I just want to say, everything he's touched so far in DC has been great. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad and the Peacemaker show. Yeah. Peacemaker's hilarious. I mean, John Cena has a lot of credit in that. It's yeah. Like Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. It fits him. Yeah. But... um. You know, James James Gunn's at the helm of that. So it's like... Yeah. So... Fair dues, bro. It's... Yeah, it's... I still have a lot of... I don't know. Like, I still have a lot of internal doubt about the DCEU. But that's not to do with James Gunn. That's just to do with DC. No, I'm very confident in James Gunn's abilities. Oh, for sure. And especially after, like, coming out of this, seeing this... I think, like, just finish the way that it finished as Mm. well. It was like, this is satisfying. Yeah. You know, like, this this feels like... this is how it should have gone, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it it leaves me with a lot of confidence in James Gunn and his ability going forwards. The people around James Gunn, there's obviously still questions around that when it comes to the DCU. But this, yeah, this is a very good like. Here's my resume. This is what I can do. Yeah. Hey viewers, make sure you come watch the DCEU stuff because this is what I'm capable of. Yeah. He's like, if you like this, just wait till I'm running the show. Yeah. Just wait till I'm in charge of everything. Yeah. <laughs> No, very good job. My only thought, I, as I was watching the movie, the only thing I was like, until the end of the movie, I where I got over it, it was like kind of annoying me. I was like, Adam Warlock is not playing a very big part in this movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like, and I mean, like, I wouldn't even call him like a featuring character. I'd say he was like a side character. Well, he kind of like kickstarts the events. Yeah, he does, but then like he has no relevance. Like, they don't bring him in. Like, he's not part of, like, the conflict after that. You know yeah. what I mean? No, nah, he's just, he's around. He's just, yeah, he's just yeah. around. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But I, by the end of the movie, I just didn't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, they've introduced him into the MCU. He's there. Happy, cool. And the movie was still great. Yeah. You know, they didn't need him to be the mighty Adam Warlock. Yeah, know? yeah. And I think, like, they did talk about that throughout the uh, the movie as well, saying that he's still a baby basically like he's only just he's he was pulled out before he was ready to go i mean adam warlock for those of you who don't know adam warlock is designed to be the perfect human that's why i introduced myself as adam warlock at the start of this episode designed to be the perfect human or perfect being and uh he didn't come to full term basically he was pulled out of gestation a little bit early so he was c-sectioned he was he's still a baby basically he's still growing he's learning and developing so Yeah, it's not the Adam Warlock that people that have read comics would be accustomed to. But I think there's obviously, there's the potential for him to grow into that within the MCU as well. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about the story. Let's talk about everything that happened. So we start off with the Guardians, as we know, on Nowhere, which they've purchased. Just hanging out. Peter Quill drowning his sorrows. Bit of a drunk at the moment. He's still, still mourning the loss of Gamora. Even after the Christmas special. Yeah. And then uh, then we have Adam Warlock appear and just lays waste to the Guardians, really. 
Yeah, he bloody almost killed Rocket. Yeah. And Drax. Yeah. Yeah, he was, like, I mean, blasted Rocket and then was just pounding Drax's face. Like, that was, like, yeah, that was not going to go well. Luckily, Nebula Nebula saves the day. I love her arm. Was that, like, supposed to... Rocket upgraded that, right? Yes. She said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for a moment, I was like, oh, my God, just, like, while she was on Earth, did she grab some, like, Stark nanotech or some shit? That's yeah. crazy. Nah, yeah, apparently, yeah, Rocket, Rocket's given Nebula some upgrades. And then the, the rest of the story revolves around saving Rocket, essentially, because he's about to die. Yeah, so he's gone into life support. They can't work on him because the high evolutionaries put a little locky thing yeah. on his heart. The high evolutionary, who is the main villain of this film, He's, they, they can't use med packs, which is their, like, go-to their healing thing. Yeah. It's, it's, like a, it's like a video game med pack. It just yeah, fixes yeah. everything. So he's put a safeguard inside Rocket because he's a, uh, a proprietary. Yeah. Yeah, he owns him, basically. So nobody's allowed to uh, operate or work on Rocket except for him and his company. So they, that, that leads them to their quest to, okay, how do we save Rocket? We have to track down this place. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Leads us to the high evolutionary whose motivation, a little bit unclear what his motivation is, but he is attempting to create the perfect society and the perfect world. And in doing so, he's making animal hybrids, which is fucking weird. I don't know how I felt about that. Like, it was kind of like... What do you mean? Ah, just like... Do you think one of the chickens was cute? No, it's creepy. Like, all of it was creepy. Oh, yeah. It was. It kind of reminded me of like a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, yeah. Just like weird shit. Mm. Um, but the high evolutionary fucking sucked. And we'll talk about him a little bit more. We're going to go into a bit more detail. Oh, you didn't like evolutionary. him? No, like just like as a person. Like just oh. the fucking worst, you know? <laughs> is, is that the actor from The Good Place? No. No? No, no, no. Chidi? Yeah. No. No, Chidi was in Quantumania. I oh, was too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No. Because um, I've seen this dude before. I don't know. I don't. I didn't recognize him. I couldn't. I couldn't say his name if I tried. No. No. Neither. <laughs> but yeah. So that that leads them to uh, hunting down the high level, high evolutionary, and obviously, you know, in typical Marvel fashion, that ends up in a big a big blowout brawl on the high evolutionary ship, and they save him. They save Rocket. The uh, the Guardians will go their separate way at the end of this movie, which was very interesting to see, because this is the finale of the uh the trilogy and of the guardians the fin- yeah. the finale for a lot of the characters as well they all kind of go their separate way and start doing their own thing so well, spoiler alert at the end at the final credit end yes it says the legendary star lord will return yes not the guardians yeah which means chris pratt will probably come back yeah play star lord but it doesn't mean anything for rocket nebula you well, know, Gamora, Drax. They introduced Mantis. a new Guardians team. Yeah. In the uh, in one of the after credit scenes. Yeah. So you've got Rocket. Who was it? It was Rocket Groot. Rocket Groot, Adam Warlock, Craglin, the weird little girl from the ship. I don't know why she's there. It felt very Love and Thunder. And, and Cosmo. Cosmo. Yeah. And then then you had the yeah, the second after credit scene, which was Star Lord will return. Yeah. I but don't. He was having cereal with his granddad. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think that we'll get. I don't. We're not going to get another Guardians movie without James Gunn. I very highly doubt that. And I, I would. I don't want one. No, it's not. I it's, feel like it would taint like, it almost. It's like, um, yeah, it's it's like if someone did a a Dark Knight movie and it wasn't Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah, it it just wouldn't be right. Exactly. Yeah. So 
I wouldn't be surprised if we get some Guardians in, like, crossovers. I have no issues with that. Yeah. Because, like, the Russo brothers took the Guardians for Endgame. Yeah. Uh, even though... Did you see the interview? Yeah, James Gunn wasn't super happy about it. Yeah. The like, direction they took. Hmm. And then uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Star-Lord becoming an Avenger. Aww. Just chilling on Earth? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's what he's doing. Yeah, he's on Earth. <laughs> yeah, but he's Star-Lord. He's supposed to be in the stars, in the Milano. That's not a thing anymore. Yeah, but that's that's what I think we, we're probably going to get. We're probably going to get the Guardians coming back in a, uh, yeah, in a crossover, maybe like the Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars, and we'll see. If, if we get Kang. Well, fuck, who knows what's going to happen with that as well. Did you see? And we'll, Again, we're going to talk about the high evolutionary in a moment, but people are... Um, petitioning to have the high evolutionary be a Kang variant and have the actor take over. As Kang. That's Swift. Yeah. So again, obviously for those of you who aren't aware, there's obviously some issues with um, Jonathan Majors at the moment. They're allegations. They're allegations, yeah. There's 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 some controversy around. Where's the proof? There hasn't been anything confirmed as of yet. So we're gonna steer clear of, you know, voicing anything in that regard because we don't know what the goal is. We don't know what the story is there, but there is a possibility that Jonathan Majors isn't going to be a part of the MCU going forwards. And that would be a big problem because he is their main villain that they have like hitched their wagon to it's for like the next Josh few years. like if Josh Brolin fucked it up like yeah. six years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess like that's not a bad bailout because, again, fucking hated the high evolutionary as a person, but as a character was a great villain. I'll, I'll, I'll say this, though, just on the whole Jonathan Majors thing. I saw a bunch of shit, and they were like, one thing, like, they were talking about how to deal with it if he does lose the contract, mm. blah, blah, blah. And they were like, yeah, they could make it, like, Doom wiped out the Council of Kangs. Nah, you know, and okay. Then, and then introduce Doom, because then the Fantastic Four is coming, yeah. this, that, and the other. And I was like, yes, I'm a bear. I'm a very big fan of it. Because so, I brings I, in Doom, I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. I, I prefer Doom over Kang, so I'm just like, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah of so, course. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, do that, do that now. Yeah. But then also, yours is if they want to keep Kang, I like yours. As yeah, I mean, I guess like if they want to keep the structure of what they've decided for, this is how the phases are going to play out going forwards. Then that is like that quick fix that they can do because the actor also did a great job. It's well. fantastic. Let's really talk- unsettling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the high evolutionary first, or do you want to? Do you want to go through the team first? The high evolutionary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're already there, so we might as well keep going. The high evolutionary is a sick bastard. I fucking hate the high evolutionary. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it at all. Yeah. And then there was that one scene where he's like teaching Rocket. And he's got Rocket riding all the stuff. Yeah. And he's just sitting there with him. Yeah. And for like a brief second, you're like, oh, this guy's no, he's like a human. He's yeah. Like, human. Two seconds later, everything's just gone to shit. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, there was a glimmer. There goes those hopes. <laughs> I felt like Obi-Wan seeing Anakin turn. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> what? I think the High Evolutionary is probably the best villain that we've had. I mean, I don't know how you class them all because 
Like, he is kind of the antagonist of the film. He is. But we had this discussion because I defended him and you were just like... Yeah, I know. But he is, like, I guess, like, knowing the canon around Namoris, he's always kind of been the anti-hero. So, I guess if he's we take... Villain. Yeah. He is, he is the villain of Black Panther. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think I would still probably take Namor over High Evolutionary in terms of how much I enjoyed them. What I really liked about the High Evolutionary is that he's just a straight-up bad dude. Mm. Like, there's no, like, like nuance or, like, oh, you know, he's, like, oh, he's conflicted and he's a complex character. Like, no, no, he is just a straight-up evil dude. Like, Namor is just defending his people. Yeah. Which, again, like, I love Namor. Love that. That's cool. High Evolutionary was just, like, uh, it doesn't work. Burn it. Yeah. Yeah, let's just nuke this entire place. Kill everything. Don't give a shit. Could not care less because I am under this... I don't know. Again, motivation's a little bit unclear. That's one of the things which I'm not like, it could have been done a little bit better. It would have been nice to know why he was so hell-bent on creating this perfect society. But yeah, it's not perfect. That's it. We'll just murder every single person that's on this planet and we'll move on. And that's Mm. it. Like, wow. Okay. That's a lot. One thing I liked is that he just kept trying to create more beings like Rocket. Yeah. Because Rocket could invent new things. Yes. It was like, he created people that could remember whatever. Yeah. I mean, they're like, yeah, they can learn anything, but they can't create anything. Yeah. Which is also like, I feel partially a reflection on himself because it's like, oh yeah, this is my perfect society or it's, you know, like it's what he's working to build towards a perfect society. And it's just like earth in the nineties. Like that's not how this works. I just like the fact that, he did it once and he couldn't figure out how he did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I don't know what I did to get this. Yeah. And so he was just like, I'm just going to get him back. Yeah. I'm like, ha you suck, dude. We have um, Peter, Peter Quill rocking up like, perfect societies don't have octopuses selling meth to <laughs> meth in the alleyways. Yeah, <laughs> to, to people with cockroach heads. He's like, no, you're right. Let's destroy it all. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, the high evolutionary, bad dude. Bad dude, great character. I, I re- One thing I liked about it is that he wasn't like a crazy powerful dude. He was like more a crazy influential dude. Yeah. You know? So he had like a lot of people doing his dirty work. And then, you know, he tried to throw down for him. And he had some powers. Had, had some powers, but it was had, more his brain than anything exactly, else. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But that like... It it's I, I don't know I don't like it when someone's like crazy smart like that and then crazy strong yeah that's yeah. why I like Iron Man because he's crazy smart he builds the suit yeah but the suit always gets destroyed yeah you know? and it always comes down to like Tony Stark Using solving a problem exactly yeah. yeah 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 he's like the inverse of that he's the evil version <laughs> yeah I wouldn't be disappointed if we saw more high evolutionary and I don't know if you saw this as well but there has been um, confirmation that the high evolutionary is still alive yeah I saw that yeah that uh, Drax got him off the ship carried him off of the exploding ship don't know don't know about that move from Drax you know it's the uh, I guess doing the hero thing but well, it's just like Drax was like the guy that was going like we're gonna go there and kill everyone in our yeah. way <laughs> and he's like no he's like we should kill one stupid sad person <laughs> 
<laughs> that was one of the best lines of the movie. He's like, oh, we're going to kill everyone. He's like, no, we're not going to kill every anyone. Kill, kill a couple. We're not going to kill anyone. <laughs> kill one person. No, we're not going to kill anyone. We'll kill one man. One sad man that no one cares about. <laughs> now you're just making it sad. <laughs> one stupid man that no one cares about. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, it's, we'll move on to the team now from the High Evolutionary. But what I another thing that I really liked about this movie is that Every character in this, every part of the team had their moment, had had part time to shine. They were all Craglin. and they were all fleshed out as well. Oh yeah, they were all like they all had their own stories. It all finished properly. It wasn't just like because if we're being honest, like Drax, Mantis, they've always kind of been somewhat secondary characters to Rocket, Peter Quill, Gamora. So having all of them come to the forefront, like everybody had their moment. Everybody had their own story and their own kind of like character arc throughout this was yeah. fantastic. Like, and it didn't feel like it was bloated in that sense. Not even a little. That it wasn't like, ah, oh, this is like, there's too much happening with the characters. Like the character work was some of the best part about this movie was because it was like, yeah, I appreciate these characters. I've spent a lot of time with these characters. It would be nice to have this finish in a yeah. way that is satisfactory for everybody instead of just being like, oh, Peter got Gamora back or whatever it is, you know? Like, I didn't just want it to be like, oh, the bow has been tied for one person. Like, I wanted this to be wrapped up for everybody, and they did a fantastic job of that. Yeah, that was just such a good movie. <laughs> Honestly. Like, the whole time, if I wasn't almost crying, I was smiling. I yeah. was just like, man. Yeah. Well, was, I guess, like, if we go, if we jump all the way to the end where we have the finish... And again, spoiler alert, obviously, but you are listening to a review podcast here. So that's kind of on you if you haven't watched the movie at this point. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> but you have Peter who finally comes to terms with his human heritage and his past and goes back to Earth to hang out with his grandfather. To meet his grand re-meet. Yeah, which he's been putting off because of past traumas, basically. Mm-hmm. The trauma of losing his mother while he was on Earth and all that kind of thing. We have Gamora, who was not necessarily a main character of this movie, but was, you know, was kind of reintegrated back into the team, but then went off on her own journey to, you know, the Ravagers, because that's who she is now, because yeah. this is reincarnated Gamora, not Gamora that we were used to from the first it's two movies. not reincarnated Gamora, it's Gamora it's from the past different time. brought to the future, different timeline. You have Nebula. Nebula, Nebula, who is staying behind on Nowhere. lead Nowhere. Yeah. And basically, like, you know, finding her own, like, coming to terms with herself as well. Because obviously, Nebula probably having, outside of Rocket, the most trauma throughout from the uh, from the Guardians. Right, but that also, in that scene where she's like, what they're doing doesn't even, like, what Thanos did doesn't even come close to what they're doing yeah. to him. Yeah. I was like, that line really says a lot. Because exactly. you, like, in... Infinity War or Endgame when they've got her like stretched out in pieces. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh. That's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, that's nothing compared to what Rocket's going through. I was like, oh. Okay. All right. So this is some serious shit there. Yeah. We have Mantis who goes out on her own to explore the universe by herself, which was cool because she's all like, and as she says to everybody that like she's always been part of the team or like serving ego. She's never had the opportunity to just be her own person. Mm. So she's out exploring, doing her own thing with her. Um, I don't know what those aliens were called, but hilarious. Octopus things from yeah. the start of the second movie. Yeah. 
And then you have Drax, who stays behind to become... To become principal dad? Yeah. The dad. Dad Drax. Which was, again, one of of the best lines of the movie. When Nebula turns to Drax and says, You were never meant to be Drax the Destroyer. You were always meant to be a dad. Like, oh, my goodness. Just amazing. Uh, That that line... That's the one that got me the worst. I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> and when you have him, like, when all of the kids, they're in the, in the prison with the kids and the kids are all screaming and crying and then he just starts, like, doing the robot. And doing his chicken noises. Making the kids laugh and bopping himself on the head and then he starts talking to them and they've calmed down. It's like, yeah, this is fucking fantastic. Like, this is, this is great stuff here mm. because it is, like... It's a subversion of the character of who we are, who we know Drax to be is like this big, dumb idiot. And they talk about that in the movie as well. Like Drax is, Drax is Drax stupid. Drax like, you think I'm an idiot? You think I'm stupid? He's like, yes. <laughs> but this like big, dumb idiot that's just there to like hit things and stab things with his knives. But it's like, no, like he truly cares about everybody around him and is just this loving, like the, like almost the heart of the group. And you have Groot and Rocket Groot was something else this this movie. Yeah, Groot was going ham. You know what I mean? Like, he just had so much more to do. Usually it's just like he's with Rocket. Yeah. And it's like, help Rocket wherever you can. But because Rocket was out, he was just like, I'm going in. Like, when Adam Warlock shows up and he's like, just comes out of nowhere and starts bashing yeah. crap out of Warlock, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, he's actually going to break Warlock's skull. He's like trying to squeeze it shut and all that. One thing, I've got a question for you. Okay, right at the end of the movie, when he's like, I love you guys. Yeah. Do you think that he actually said that? Or do you think the idea was that like, we we understand it? Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. James Gunn said that that's because we've spent so much time now I knew with it. the Guardians yes. that he did say, I am Groot, but yeah. we understood, we it understood as, it I as love, love you guys. guys. Yeah. Yes. I said that to Kelly in the car. I was like, I bet you that it's because yeah. we've been with him so long that we now understand. And she's like, do you know that or are you just guessing? I was like, I'm just guessing. Well, it would also be, I feel like if that was like a victory lap here. <laughs> If it was that he just said, I love you guys, and it wasn't like the translation was happening for us kind of thing. Like if it was just him saying, I love you guys, instead of I am Groot, I feel like that would be a little bit too cheesy. Yeah. That's what I thought too. And Vin Diesel can't be giving me that kind of cheese. And also nobody reacted, you know, like if he was to say, I love you guys, that's the only other thing that he's ever said outside of I am Groot. I feel like the rest of the group would be like, you are speaking a different language now. You speak English, you son of a bitch. Have you spoken English this entire time? He just goes, I am Groot, no. (laughs) So it's, yeah, so I, yeah, but it was confirmed. James Gunn actually came out and said, yes, that is because you guys, you, the audience, have spent so much time with the Guardians now, you now understand Groot. I love that. Yeah. Bit of a payoff at the end there. Yeah, no, because as soon as they did it, my first instinct was, yeah, I just scrunch, like, uh-huh. I like scrunched my face and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then like two seconds later, I was like, hold on a second. Yeah. What have they been saying this entire yeah, yeah, movie? Yeah. Like, oh, you spend enough time with him, you get to understand it, you get to know it, that kind of thing. And, and then you have Gamora that gets it at the very yeah, end yeah. as well. So it's, yeah, it's, it's all part of that. And I was just like, oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm part of them. But yeah, Groot was uh, Groot was going all out this movie. I just that scene where Star Wars just like now you can kill him. He just goes say less and just unfolds all these guns yeah. out of him. He's got like eight of them, and then Star Wars just ducking away. Oh, it was yeah. so cool! And it was yeah, that was a big part of that scene and the scene where Drax like opens the door. Oh when, yeah, when they're all going into yeah, and yeah. They just like Beastie Boys is playing. Yeah. Those two scenes are my two favorite. The, like, the Beastie actions. Boys, the Beastie Boys, the one shot hallway scene is probably one of the best battle scenes, best fight scenes that we've seen since Endgame. Like just all out fight scene. I'd say there's more hype behind the Endgame one. Oh yeah, but I think like choreography wise, choreography and- wise and execution wise, this one was better. Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. And you've got. This is like the turning point for Rocket as well. Like he's come back, Rocket's been healed, and they're all kind of like in the hangar, standing there together. I'm done running. And they just turn around and the Beastie Boys drops, no, sleep, till. It's like, oh, here we go. (laughs) I was like whisper screaming (laughs) (laughs) at at my girlfriend. I was like, (laughs) there was like five people in the cinema excluding us. Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, "Ah, who cares? What are they going to (laughs) do? But that was such, yeah, such a good scene. And I want to, I want to go back to um, what you were saying with Groot when Star Lord was like, "Kill them all." I loved that turnaround because obviously you have that scene in the middle where they go to the High Evolutionary's like secret base, which was like that living planet kind of thing, mm. that gross, like the gross version of Ego, the gross living planet. Yeah, it's fucking Nathan disgusting. Nathan Fillion was chilling. Nathan Fillion was hilarious yeah. in this. That was so. I want to talk about that. I want to. I want to talk about Nathan Fillion in a second, but. Just that flip from when they're going into that secret hideaway and that's when Drax is like, we're going to kill everybody. And Star-Lord's like, no, we're not killing anyone. We're not going to kill anybody. And there was like this big point of like, no, we're the heroes. We don't kill anybody. And then after that, they find out exactly what happened to Rocket and they break into the high evolutionaries ship then. And that's when Peter's like, kill everyone. He's like, I know what this guy's fucking done to my best friend now. So like, I am not fucking holding anything back anymore. Fucking kill everyone. It's like, Oh, that's fucking cold. That I, is so cold. I just like though, because if you like remember the first, uh, sorry, the second movie, Peter and Rocket were just like at each other's throat. Yeah, and then like the whole time throughout this movie, Peter's constantly like, "They did this to my best that's friend." That's my best friend. And then Jax was like, "Second best friend." <laughs> I fucking love Drax in this movie. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Drax yeah, was great. Nathan Fillion was so fucking funny. <laughs> you got one of those too? Yeah, I got no, one of those. We have the um the exact same conversation. So they're having the conversation when they break into that secret skin planet, and he's like, Yeah, this is my idiot friend. <laughs> and he has the exact same conversation with um Aisha and Adam Warlock when Adam Warlock tortures That's that right. dude. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, show them that we need business, and he just straight up murders him. And Nathan Philly is just like, don't worry, I've got an idiot on my team as well. <laughs> it's so good. It's I just so like good. it because Nathan Fillion's, um, more on more than one occasion, he's voiced Green Lantern. Yeah. So he's he's been around DC. And so with James yeah. Gunn going there, I was like, ooh. Well, he was already in Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. He was the um, arm detached guy, whatever it was. Was it the other attached guy? Was it the javelin dude? No, it was not. No, that was Flula. Oh, that's right. Flula. Flula Borg. Yeah. Flula's 
fucking funny. Fleur is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Should we get into MVPs? We can do MVPs if you want. I'm very torn about who I want as my MVP because this is very much, this is Rocket's movie, right? Like this is Rocket's backstory. This is all about Rocket and his trauma and how like he came to be. But also he's like out for most of the film. You know, mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. get his flashbacks, obviously. And the flashbacks, we haven't even talked about the flashbacks. We should probably talk about that before we get into that. With Lila. Teeths. Teeths. And, and Floor. Yeah. Soul crushing. Absolutely fucking soul crushing. So Rocket, who we all know now is an experiment, who was created to be a hyper-intelligent being, developed, like was taken as an actual raccoon and then- From Earth. From Earth. And- had these experiments done to him, which have turned him into this being. Also lives with three other characters who can talk and have had somewhat experience, but that have not obviously been as successful as what they've been done on rock. And that's Lila, the otter who has robot hands. We've got Teefs, who is a walrus in a wheelchair, the big robot wheelchair and floor who was a, a rabbit. A bunny rabbit with like metal spider legs and and a James Bond jaw. Yeah, a big like steel like no no mouth really like it was just a yeah. But you know the villain on James Bond that's got like the, the metal jaw. Yeah, Jaws. Is that his name? With the metal teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really Jaws? <sighs> I mean, like like from like the eighties. Yeah. Like Sean Connery Bond. Yeah. Yeah, Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Sean Connery Bond? I think so. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I Didn't I Mads so. Mikkelsen play that one? No. With the jaws? Nah. No. Nah. Definitely not. But yeah, the, uh, the animals, the, the four best friends, every, every part of that. This is like, as soon as that started happening, yeah. that was when Cora was in tears. Yeah, pretty much me too. Yeah. Like, every time they were like, uh, yeah, we're gonna do this. I was just like, oh, they're yeah. laying, they're laying on the fl- when they're laying on the floor, giving themselves their names, and they're like, "What are we gonna do?" And Rocket's talking about how he's gonna build spaceships and yeah. he's gonna fly away with his friends into the uh, into the forever sky. So he's gonna be called Rocket. It's like, oh, this is crushing, absolutely crushing. And then Rocket, who has been planning an escape for a little while now, finally puts together the key. Yeah, and escapes, and this is really what cements the other uh, high evolutionary as just like top tier asshole villain here. The rocket gets out, opens the doors, and himself and Lila come out, only for Lila to be shot by the high evolutionary, and she dies. Teeth's is like, oh no, let's just go back in, let's go back in, and then Floor starts having a panic attack, and it's just. Rocket Teeth's floor go now. Rocket Teeth's floor go now. And it's like, oh, like this is fucking killing me. Mm. And then the high evolutionary kills Teeth's and floor as well. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. No, because Rocket um, took down the high evolutionary. Oh, no, that's right. And, and then, then yeah. the guards come to shoot at Rocket. Yeah. And they miss him, shoot them in the back, and Rocket shoots them. Yeah. That's right, yeah. But not before Rocket scratches the ever-living shit. Tears his face up. Out of the high evolution. Yeah. That looked really good as well when they finally peeled off the mask. Well, that's, I mean, we can talk about that as well because like- That looked great. Like I was, my stomach was ill when I saw that. There's been a lot of talk in the MCU about like, you know, 
the bad visual effects and everything. There was nothing to complain nothing about in this movie. One. This, this, like the visual effects in this, I mean, the same as the other two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, this looked great. Mm-hmm. Like from start to finish, there was no problems with this. This looked good. James Gunn. Yeah. Nails it. He knows what he's doing. He's very, he's a very good director. I just want to say, Guardians of the Galaxy, now that it's finished, I can say, one of the best for scoring music and sampling mm. like music for their soundtracks, you know, like getting outside music. Ragnarok did a very good job. Yeah. Baby Driver has a great soundtrack if you've ever watched that. I haven't watched Baby Driver. I want to watch it. It's on my list. Okay, good. As long as it's on the list. It's on the list. Yeah, but like I've got the um, deluxe edition vinyl records of the last two Guardians movie, and I will be getting the third if and when it comes out. Yep. And basically one disc is the soundtrack and the other disc is the scores. Mm. And I listen to both of them and they're great. Yeah. Just good music the whole way through. Everything fits wherever it goes. Yeah. It's just, James Gunn. One quick question before we uh, move on to the MVPs and our ratings. Did you think Peter was dead at the end? Yeah. I was almost crying. Yeah. I was like, he's done. Like, that's it. Like, when his face I was just just like, just like Yondu. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, he's done. He's absolutely dead. As soon as he hit that pace, I started. Well, I was like, oh, no, he's going to get saved. He's going to get saved. Something's going to happen here. And then Groot couldn't reach him. And then his face swelled up. It's like, as soon as his face swelled up, I was like, oh, shit, he's dead. Like, they've just killed Peter Quill. And then obviously Adam Warlock comes in and saves him. But I was was 100% on board with Peter Quill. Like, he's dead. Like, that was it. I just had the rug pulled. I was was fooled. They got me. They fucking got me. But we we both went into this being like, there's at least Rocket's going to die. Yeah. Maybe Drax. Well, that was like the talk. Yeah. The talk was like one of them's going to die. Yeah. I really like the fact that nobody actually died in this though. And not just because like, you know, I'm a big sap and I don't want any of my friends to die, but because I also like the idea that people don't necessarily need to die in movies for there to be stakes in things. Yeah. Like the stakes can also just be the emotional stakes that Rocket's dealing with his trauma and things like that. I like the fact that it's not just like, oh, this person died and therefore this movie has stakes. So the fact that everybody got to like move on peacefully isn't a problem for me. Like I really enjoyed that aspect of it and everybody kind of like fit their lives and it ends the way that, you know, like that is best suited for them as opposed to being like, oh, we had to kill this person so that the audience would feel invested. Because you didn't have to have that. Mm. Everybody was invested already. And I think that just that just says a lot that you don't just have to kill characters to make people feel things. So I was very happy about that. Okay. Before we go to the MVP and the rating. Okay. I just want to bring up a moment that I really enjoyed in the movie. And that was when Mantis made the guard fall in love with Drax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Drax was just like, he's so used to it. So yeah. he was just like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And this happens before. Yeah, and the guard's just like, so what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> You're desperately in love I'll with be him. here when you come back. <laughs> He's like, okay. Okay. I was convinced that Drax was going to die in that portion as well when he got shot in the when back. When he got shot in the back? Yeah. Oh, when he got shot in the back, I was like, it's over. Drax That's it. is dead. He's done. Nope. Yeah. James Gunn, man. Playing with our heartstrings. I like it, though. Yeah. When it, when we Keeping come out, you on your toes. If we come out of the other side, Peachy... Play with my heart all you want on the yeah. way through. Yeah. You know what I mean? While I'm in the tunnel, 
mess me up. <laughs> mess me, mess me up, bro. But as, long, as long as we, as long as we come out fine, I'm blessed. As long as I go, come out of the tunnel the same way I went into it. Yeah. What's good is good. <laughs> All right. MVP. I really don't know where to go with it. Because like I said, like every character in this has their moments and every character shines. I feel like it's a personal MVP though. It's not, it's not you saying like this, def- this definitively is the best character in this movie. It's like, this was where I found my mm. joy from this movie. So like for, for me, I'm tossing up between uh, Quill. Okay. And Mantis. Right. All right. Because I really like Mantis because she didn't feel so secondary in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the last one and in the Christmas special, she's just trying to control Drax. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. she's just trying to. But in this one, she's like, no, you listen to me. And yeah. I was just like, oh. I'm also a hero, guys. Yeah. I was just like, go on. Yeah. Go off, Queen. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, Peter just. Like uh, when he's flirting with the the chick, yeah, and then he goes, "I need the computer." I was like, "Yeah, see, I told you she was into me." I looked, Kelly and I looked at each other. We were just like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, shit!" We'll say this is the best Chris Pratt has looked as Star Lord. Yeah, the hair looks great. Yeah, yeah, he looks like he's leaned out a little bit as well, especially since like Infinity War and everything. But like, this was the best that he's looked as Star Lord. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still, no, I don't. I was <laughs> the first movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look good there. Just well, after Parks and Rec. In the, uh, when he's like in the shower, like the yellow shower thing and he's all. That's not what I said. Rippling. <laughs> I am, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I kind of want to go Drax. That's fair. That's because. Fair. I'm going, I'm going with. I'm going to do a draw. Mantis and Chris and um, Star-Lord. I'm yeah. tying it as the family. The yeah. family of Ego. <laughs> Ego's children. E- Ego's last two children. Yeah. And I I could also be like, oh, yeah, like Rocket and the animals. Like, you know, the Rocket Squad, whatever you want to call them. I don't know what they're called. But like Rocket's friends, like also huge and a massive emotional part of this movie. But I just think the parts with Drax got me the most. Like with him, like I said, with him being a dad and being like, just being that goofy dad and, you know, helping those kids kind of calm down and then move on from there. But also, you know, Mantis calling him an idiot. And then like- Then him getting upset that he has yeah. to forget about it. Then he goes back to me like- I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but also like Mantis calling him an idiot, but then being like, but he's fun and he loves us all so much yeah, and, and he he doesn't hate himself no he's the only one amongst us that doesn't hate himself and it's just like man drax is just fucking great but that's also where i get my points for mantis she's just been a real one yeah. the whole time yeah that's true that yeah but yeah i think i think i'm going to go with drax i think i got a lot from him i got a lot from drax that's my mantis taunt <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the people listening can't see that. But. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's still like, you know. For those of you listening, Robbie gave himself some antenna with his hands. Yeah. My girl Mantis, baby. <laughs> and as far as rating goes, shit, hell, let me see what let me, let me see what I wrote down. I think 
for my rating, oh, while you're uh, going through your notes there, I'm going to give this a nine. Like just a straight up nine. I think it's very hard to, I mean, we've, we've had a couple of little nitpicks as we've gone through this. So it's not like it's not a perfect film, but I really, really what enjoyed this. What nitpicks did we have? Yeah, nitpicks. They're not coming to mind right now, but we had nitpicks. My only nitpick was they didn't use Adam Warlock a lot, but then, like I said, by the end of the movie, I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Because you know? it's just like, what he was in, I liked. What he wasn't in, I liked. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm going to say Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah. Will receive out of 10, also a 9. Okay. Point no. No. No points. Just nine. Just a straight nine. Yeah. Okay. Nine. Nine out of ten. Well done. James Gunn? Well Nailed done. it. Nailed it. Nailed it. God, that was fantastic. Yeah. Three top tier movies. The best <sighs> yeah. The best superhero trilogy. It is. Yeah. Best Marvel superhero trilogy. I'd rather watch this than The Dark Knight. I agree. I would too. Because and but I mean I feel like the second Dark Knight movie carries that trilogy. Yeah, I also feel like I'm way more invested in the Guardians Marvel, of the Galaxy. Yeah, well, not not just even Marvel, but the Guardians of the Galaxy as opposed to Batman. I mean, I've never been a big Batman. Oh, fan. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're not a big so, Batman fan. So yeah, that's maybe there's a little bit of bias there, but I think that these movies. I mean, these movies are definitely more fun as well, and that's something which, like, even in this movie, which is just like an emotional gut punch the entire time is you're still having, there's still good jokes, there's still good humor, and it's not as jarring as you see in a lot of the other Marvel movies where it's like, oh, something traumatic just happened. Ah, uh, here's a joke, we move on now. Like, yeah. this this does allow you to sit with your emotions, but it's still, at the same time, will give you laughs as well. So, <laughs> all right. So, two nines. I would say that, like, in terms of, like, putting nostalgia aside, Putting all of like you know all of that shit aside, sure. This is the uh, this is the best movie from MCU that's come out since Endgame. Like I would put this in terms of like the like how this movie is made, how this movie I mean, is structured. We rated it higher than all the other Phase Four movies, except for Spider Man. I had Spider Man at eight point five. I had Spider Man at a nine, I think, if I remember correctly. But. And I, like I said, like putting nostalgia aside, because a lot of that is built into just like the hype of seeing the multiple Spider-Mans and things like that, you know? Mm. Like I would say that as this is constructed, this is a better movie than what Spider-Man mm-hmm. is. And my my scoring reflects that. <laughs> um, Fuck off. You won't, <laughs> you won't catch me being biased no more. Whatever. He <laughs> <laughs> <It> should die. You going to wrap it up? Yeah, I've got to do my recommendation. Do you have one? Can I recommend this movie? This movie? Yeah. I feel like that's cheating. I just want to make sure people watch it. Okay, I have a recommendation. <laughs> but right. I also, I feel like this is the highest score I've given a movie on the podcast. Yeah. So I want to really. Just reiterate. Reiterate yeah. how much people should go see it. Go fucking see it. All right. It's a good movie. Am I worried that the new Into the Spider-Verse movie is going to get a better score? I am. <laughs> because then I'll feel like how we were scoring when, when we first started. It's just like everything's at least a B plus. <laughs> Try to hold ourselves accountable here. 
no. Um, my recommendation for all the Star Wars uh, lovers and animation lovers, Star Wars Visions Season 2. Mm. All right? Go check it out. Still haven't watched it. No, and that's why I said it, because, you know, I was talking about doing an episode on it, but eh, also not a lot. Yeah. You know? They're only like 20-minute episodes each, eh? Yeah, they they vary. Yeah. But yeah, no, check it out. Wallace and the the animators for Wallace and Gromit did an episode. It's one of my favorites. Go check it out. Class. Star Wars Visions, season two. Yeah. And it's better than the first season. First season's good. Yeah. I will say that. But the second season just starts off right. Okay. It's very cool. Watch it. One, like even one episode a week is chill. Yeah. You know, not much, it's, not a, it's not much of a commitment. No, it's not. How many episodes are there? Six? Eight? I believe nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah. Nine, nine episodes, 20 minutes. That's not much. That's like an afternoon. Exactly, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Maybe guys. I should sit down and watch it then. I've, I've still got three episodes to watch. <laughs> Recommending something that you've only seen. Two-thirds That of. just shows how good it is. Okay. I've, right. I've even got the... You know, fuck you. I'm going to read my ratings. What if the last three are shit? Well, then I'm glad that I rated the other ones high enough. Um, 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 um. Yeah, see, the first episode, I gave it an eight out of ten. Second episode, six. Then seven. The Wallace and Gromit episode. Yeah. 8.5. Okay. Nine for the episode after that. Yeah, great. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. 8.6 for the episode after that. And then I'm up to eight point, I'm up to episode 7. I think I've got two more or three more. Okay. But yeah, they're just good. You know, yeah. Because they're short, concise. Yeah, to the point. To the point. There's nothing, but also they just don't go over the top. Right? Yeah. They just stay small enough that it's, it can just be a story. You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Star Wars yeah. Visions. There you go. All right, we'll wrap it up then. Thanks again, guys, so much for listening. We are obviously on our new schedule of fortnightly, so we won't be back again next week. We will be back the following week after. We haven't planned out exactly what we're going to do for that week yet. Yeah, but Rick might post a, a TikTok or something of himself in the off week. Yeah, know? we'll see. Like a do a TikTok of you working out at the gym, listening to your WWE music. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, Robbie is like the, uh, like the edges music. You know what I mean? Robbie is still in uh, awe of how much weight I've lost and how good I'm looking right now. So you're really overselling. That. I, f- <laughs> I, I said like you I, look good. I feel like I'm underselling it personally. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you got to help me. <laughs> if so you, I feel like if, if you're I listening- post a video of me working out, that's purely just for Robbie. If you're listening point. to this and you're friends with Rick, uh, offer to take him out for dinner. And he won't say no because he's cheap. <laughs> and then he'll be forced to eat. And then he'll be fine. He'll be back to normal. He'll be the, the chubby Rick. We all know. Chubby him. Rick. I wasn't chubby. Thick. <laughs> sure. With a CK. No double C. Both. No. Not both. Thick, thick slash thick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. All right. join, join us again next fortnight. We're again, not sure what we're going to be talking about yet, but we're gonna, we've got some planning ahead of us. We've possibly, got a couple of weeks. Possibly Spider-Verse. Possibly Spider-Verse, because we are both planning to see it this weekend. Yeah! Possibly tonight. We'll see. Yeah, I'll probably see one tomorrow, but yeah, maybe tonight. I'm probably going to go tonight. Yeah, well, I'm going to Perth, so. Nah, okay, fair not, not tonight, but yeah, you know, that's all right. Yeah, whatever. Cool. <laughs> all right, thanks for well, listening, guys. Make sure you like us wherever you get your podcasts from 
forgot what the word was then. Forgot what it was that we're actually doing here. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you leave a five-star review as well and jump onto the socials. Make sure you give us a follow there. Interact with the posts that we get up there. And as always, if you have any questions, if there's anything that you'd like to see us cover in the future, feel free to send us an email at theonlypopculturepodcast at gmail.com. We will see you again next fortnight. Thanks, guys. Bye, Mom. Bye, Mom. Bye, Mom.